Tom Amiano struggled in high school. A teenager in the late 50s, he was gangly and effeminate with a high-pitched voice. Though he wasn't out of the closet then, the other students bullied him mercilessly because they could tell he was different. Back then, homophobia was legally enforced. Same-sex partnerships were criminalized. Being gay was seen as a mental health issue, something deserving of derision and scorn. Tom knew there was no world in which he could become his full self, he could express his full self. But he tried to fit in. He tried. When his high school started a track and field team, Tom joined and discovered that he loved to run and was quite good at it. He became one of his school's star players, helping them to win many events. And in his junior year, after winning an individual event, was told that he had earned himself an athletic varsity letter. As he shared recently on KQED Radio, quote, I went to seventh heaven. End quote, I went to seventh heaven. Finding out that he had earned an athletic letter could not have made him more happy. He was overjoyed to receive that symbol of achievement, that symbol of recognition amongst his peers. That letter meant he belonged. That letter meant his school was proud of him, proud of who he was, what he had accomplished. He was like all those other cool kids. He fit in. That letter meant he had made it. Knowing his parents couldn't afford to buy him a sweater on which to put that letter, Tom picked up extra shifts at work and dreamed about the most beautiful, perfect sweater on which to display his varsity letter. But just before the award ceremony, school administrators reached out to Tom. They told him, without explanation, that his last event did not count. It did not count towards a letter. He had not earned a letter and would not be receiving one. No explanation was given. But as Tom shared on the radio, he knew why. He knew why they did not give him a letter that day. It was because, in his words, he was, quote, weird and different, end quote. It was devastating, humiliating, embarrassing. All that joy sunk deep down into the earth, worse than his life before he had been told he won that letter. As he shared on the radio, it's something that still hurts 
even a hundred years later. Tom went on to have an amazingly powerful life. He became a justice warrior determined to make the world a better place for future generations. That's why he was on the radio. He was there to speak about his recent memoir, Kiss My Gay, You Can Fill in the Blank. After graduating from high school, he left Montclair, New Jersey as soon as he could and went to San Francisco, where he started working as a special education teacher. He was determined to provide each child with the guidance and tutelage they needed to bring out their best qualities to enable them to become their best selves. And that was at a time before schools really understood how to best serve special needs students. He mobilized and organized other gay faculty to fight against homophobia in the workplace. Back then there were conversations about whether gay people were fit to be teachers and he fought against that, determined to show that each and every person has the capacity to be an amazing teacher and how important it is for each of us to be taught by a wide range of people. He became president of the school board and then president of the San Francisco Board of Superintendents. He ran for mayor twice, lost both times, but kept going and was eventually elected to the state assembly. There, he created San Francisco's innovative universal health care plan, making sure that every resident of San Francisco regardless of socioeconomic level, regardless of documentation status, of immigration status, would be able to access necessary health care. He spoke out against police brutality before that was cool. Tom Amiano became a world-class politician, clear, savvy, outspoken, driven. He was an LGBTQ activist, he is an LGBTQ activist and a very funny comedian. After being skipped over in high school, Tom made sure no one else would be skipped over on his watch. He dedicated his life to building a world of justice, equality, and inclusion the world he could only dream about as a child. According to the KQED radio station's community report, it's possible that more than a million people heard Tom Amiano's story on the radio, online, and via podcasts. I bet you hundreds of thousands of people turned off the radio that day saying, honey, you won't believe the story that I heard today on the radio. Did you know that that politician in San Francisco, Tom Amiano, did you know that in high school he was deprived of an athletic letter because he was gay? Can you believe that? Anyway, he went on to have this amazing career. He didn't let it stop him. He's fighting for social justice. He's making social change. He's, he's amazing. I bet hundreds of thousands of people turned off their radio thinking, thank God, thank God we live in a different world, thank God 
We live in a world where every child can grow up to become their full selves, a world in which we do not permit bullies, especially not amongst faculty, especially not amongst kids. Homophobia is illegal, thank God. I bet you all those people turned off their radio that day thinking they'd accomplish what they set out to do. They turned on the radio. They listened, they heard a story. Tom's pain came through so clearly. The pathos of his childhood was incontrovertible. But what can you do about that now? That was then, this is now. It's spilled milk, don't cry about it. There's nothing any person can do to change that. Or is there? Stephen Saxon was at home. He lost his job as a computer engineer at the beginning of the pandemic. And his other job, being a high holiday cantor, was totally derailed. He had to pre-record all these videos, a totally different experience. When he heard Tom Amiano's story on the radio, it stuck with him. He couldn't stop thinking about that moment when administrators reached out out of the blue to tell Tom he wouldn't get his letter. He couldn't stop imagining what it would feel like to be a teenager, struggling to fit in, struggling to be seen, and then to be cut down like that. And then to have all these years since where no one said anything, no one did anything. He went to Google and searched few strokes of the keyboard and clicks of the mouse, he was able to find that Tom Amiano attended the Immaculate Conception High School in Montclair, New Jersey. Stephen Saxon sent the following email message to school administrators. I have no direct connection with him, with you, or even with his primary political constituency. But I was wondering if you might consider reaching out to Tom and awarding him his varsity letter in the interest of healing old wounds and paying respect to one of your alumni who has lived a good and positive life and had an impressive career of accomplishment and good works. The story was recently profiled in the New York Times where Stephen Saxon explained his motivation. He said, I'm not gay, I'm not Catholic, I'm a cantor. Sticking up for people who are not like me is part of my responsibility. That's what Jews do. It's what we've always done. We heal the world, letakin, Olam. In Lurianic Kabbalah, a story is told. When God went to create the world, God performed tzimtzum. God pulled God's self back into vessels, trying to create space 
in which the world could unfold. But God could not hide out in a closet. God's light could not be contained by those vessels, and so they shattered. And the divine light spread throughout creation. It's our job to be awake to that brokenness, to be awake to those seeds of light that are hidden around us. That's why we're here. We can't fix that original rupture, but we can lift up the broken pieces that surround us. We can lift them up. We can heal them one piece at a time. We can't fix racism. We can't fix the legacy of slavery and discrimination, of oppression, of exclusion. But we can read cast. We can attend a GBIO, a Greater Boston Interfaith Organization meeting. We can join the Black Purchasing Alliance. We can't solve global warming, we can't bring back extinct species or clean every piece of plastic out of the ocean, but we can avoid that one bag at the grocery store. We can recycle. We can make eco-friendly choices. We can't solve every generational trauma in our family, the layers upon layers of inherited PTSD, but we can choose love in this moment. We can choose to heal our relationships now. We can't fix everything, but we can heal the world one broken piece at a time. Which brings me back to Tom Amiano and Stephen Saxon. When school administrators received Stephen's email, they immediately reached out to two men who had coached Tom's high school track and field team. Those two coaches wrote back instantly. Tom had definitely earned his letter. He was the hardest working kid they'd known. They never understood why it was that he was deprived back then. This year, Tom received a note in the mail out of the blue. Dear Mr. Amiano, we are in the process of having a letter custom made for you and greatly look forward to awarding this varsity honor to you, although well past due. Just a few weeks, the president of the Immaculate Conception High School plans to fly from Montclair, New Jersey to California to personally deliver a specially designed sweater upon which has been mounted a specially designed letter for Tom Amiano, along with an apology for the wrong that was done to him 63 years ago. Stephen Saxon couldn't fix what happened then. But he could lift up the pain of what was to enable the healing that could be. Our world is fundamentally broken. We didn't break it. We can't fix it. 
but we can lift it up, one piece at a time.